are rolling. All right. Welcome to episode one of Locked and Loaded with Charlie Lockwood. We're here in studio, Studio 89. We're testing it out. I like the name to start. You like? Yeah. We'll, it's, we'll start it, there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're here. We're live. And we're looking forward to providing a lot of information, having a lot of fun, talking sports. And uh, with that being said, I'm going to kick it over to, to my guy, my partner, Casey Honigbaum. That's right. Lead us in. Yeah, that's right. My name is Casey Honigbaum. I am here with uh, Justin Arsenal, my my co-host. And the biggest thing, our biggest, uh, I guess, piece of information for this show, for this episode, um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of important aspects going on here in Studio 89. But the biggest piece, the biggest aspect um, that's going to be joining us uh, today and every week on Monday uh, four-time All-American during his days at Syracuse University. He is a two-time gold medalist with Team USA. He was inducted into the Lacrosse Hall of Fame as a truly great player, ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Lockwood. Charlie. Charlie. How are you guys doing? Thank you for joining us. If, uh, if there were people here, it would be a standing up. I was going to say, there, right w- there would have been a standing I got to get some sort of soundboard so we could do like applause or something I'm, like I'm that. Gonna, I'm gonna, we'll, there, I'm, there were budget cuts. Do, yeah, we, right. do, do we have a suggestion box in this office? We can because we should in. because I'm going to put my first note in the suggestion box. Okay. Well, what is that? what is it? This should be, in my opinion, called Studio 22. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Studio 89 is not bad. It could be something where the sign can change outside the studio so, depending on who comes how about in. This? It could be is that studi- in the budget. Studio 89-22. We could do that. That's fine. That works. Oh, I we like could, that. We could talk to some like people. That. Yeah, but then what? what, Well, okay. So then, so my thought process is now we have to. We got to think about. We got to think about. You know, maybe. Well, this is a little teaser, but we got to think about Grilly's number. Think about Jamie's numbers. We put all the numbers together. And what does that number add up to? No, it doesn't. I I have no idea. Free free shirts. Free shirts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, anyway, what we're going to be doing on this episode in in particular is we want to get to know Charlie. Um, because Charlie's going to be our co-host that's every right. episode. That's right. So um, we want to get to know Charlie, get a little bit, uh, you know, get some of his background, right? And, and, and yes, and, and before we do that, I think yeah. it's pretty important to add. Yes. Uh, the reason why this show is here is yep. because of two companies, Champions Events, Premier Youth Sports Tournaments being held up at Legends Field in Oswego, New York. For any coaches out there with teams or organizations, baseball, softball, Please, you're, that's the support we get from you guys is competing in a tournament. Register at championsevents.org or .com. Take a look at that. And the other one is Top 100 Sports. One of the things that uh, Charlie is, uh, is heading as well, being an ambassador on the lacrosse side. But Top 100 Sports, any facilities, organizations looking to, to bring in a platform that's going to help your players and parents uh, and also you know, provide really great value to them. Look at Top 100 Sports uh, for that as well. So got to put that out there. This is why we're even here doing those things. Absolutely. So, all right, yeah. Charlie. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. get into it, man. We, I think for myself and, and I know Justin too, both Justin and I, and that's the interesting thing, I think, where we can start with you is, you know, both Justin and I, baseball guys to start. Obviously, this is we're talking lacrosse here on this podcast. Right. No big deal. Have a lacrosse sweatshirt on. Uh did interview him once. Again, not to name drop, no big deal. Casey Powell. And again, I should say that Charlie did introduce me to him. So I was say you didn't uh, even know who he was to a weeks lot ago. of it is being you know, Charlie is is ushering me into to the lacrosse game. I think it's fair to say I've told Justin for months and I'm gonna tell you that when everything is said and done here with top one hundred sports and 
in the coming months and, and years, I will I will transform you guys from baseball <laughs> guys into lacrosse guys. It's already starting for me, Charlie. The beginning of the transformation is apparent. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. have baseball guys wearing lacrosse yeah, t-shirts that's... and sweatshirts. Yeah. I mean, he folded easily. And before like, he was like right out of the way. And before we know it, piece of merchandise in front of me, I'm gonna wear it. So. And before we know it, Casey will be in testing how fast he can shoot a lacrosse ball. He'll be doing yeah. wall ball with left and right. He'll have the lingo down. <laughs> I'm gonna get him down on the field this year in the dome. It'll oh, be great. Wow. Okay. Oh well. To see some see some real lacrosse up close okay. and personal. So. Wow. Hey, I, we'll convert him. It sounds. I've fantastic. done it before. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> That's a perfect segue though into into the basically the first question we want to ask you, which is, um, you know, how did you find lacrosse? How did you get your start? Was it you know how young were you, and when did you know going off of that that this was the sport that you know, not only that you fell in love with, but that you wanted to spend the rest of your life not only working in, but, uh, you know, playing. Yeah, so it's a question that I've been asked a lot. And my story, how I found lacrosse, is unique compared to a lot of the kids that you're going to find today because most of the kids start so early. It's just like every other sport today. It's it's so specialized that kids are starting at second, yeah, third right. grade, and they're, they're, they're playing club and, and all these things. But... I, I went to a local high school here when I was younger, Marcellus, and at Marcellus there was no lacrosse program at the time. This is in the mid to late 80s, and, um, you know, I played baseball. I played uh, center field and pitcher. Those were, my two, those were my two spots on the field, and I yeah. really enjoyed baseball. Um, I played travel baseball, and I played at what I thought at the time was high level, and, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, spent many hours in the backyard uh, doing home run derby with all of my friends, um, shagging balls. My father would throw them as high as he could up in the air, and I'd go catch them and play countless hours in the backyard. And during one summer, I played Pop Warner football over in Camillus because Marcellus didn't offer a Pop Warner program. So I played in the nearest town, which would have been right yeah. the neighboring town, Camillus. And so that was West Genesee Pop Warner. And at the same time, I had two younger sisters, and we had a smaller house in Marcellus, and my parents needed to upgrade and get into a bigger home. Yeah. And we actually moved to Camillus because of the relationship that myself on the football side and my sisters on the cheerleading side had you know, started to form with the kids in Camillus. And so when I came over, the very first summer I was there, I asked all of my Pop Warner football buddies um, where I could sign up for Little League Baseball. And I was um, uh, met with an immediate response of, we don't do that here. We play lacrosse. Wow. And so um, I had never even heard of lacrosse, picked up a stick, nothing. I didn't own a stick, owned nothing, knew really nothing about How the sport. How old were you? That would have been seventh grade going into eighth grade. Wow. Okay. So if you want to think about it in terms today, someone starting a sport in seventh, eighth grade yeah. is almost unheard of. It, it is. is. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, I picked up the sport, and it seems like it was yesterday, and I've told this story over and over. The first two guys that I had coaching me in lacrosse, one of them was John Zoberti, who's a legend in this area, and another guy was Tom Corey, and he was also at Syracuse, a lacrosse player, also a legend. I was lucky enough to have these guys as mentors and coaches my very first summer, and we played at Shove Park which is right in Camillus, New York. And Shove Park was way ahead of their time. Yeah, There was no other youth program mm -hmm. in the country 
that stressed the importance of fundamentals at that age. A lot of the schools, even though we were considered a hotbed of lacrosse in central New York, didn't have a youth program. And the youth program at Shove Park was really, in my mind, what separated back then West Genesee from every other program, not here in locally, regionally, or in the state, but across the country. And that's why we're the best. But I had a chance to walk right into that as a young person, had no experience at all with yeah. lacrosse. And I'm walking in. My buddies have been playing for three or four years. They look like they were magicians with the stick. And here I am. I had good athletic ability. I could run, and I was strong and all those things, but I had no stick skills whatsoever. First week of practice, I was so embarrassed that I couldn't cradle and catch and throw like my friends could that I went back to John Zoberti and Tom Corey, my first two coaches, and I told them that I was going to quit and that I was going to go back and play baseball. And I'm not sure if I can say exactly what they told me back then, but I would say that they threatened me to some degree <laughs> in, a, in a nice way that I wasn't going to go back. Threaten. A healthy threat. <laughs> a threat that I was not going to go back and play baseball and that they were going to teach me how to play lacrosse. Okay. Wow. And so I'm glad I stuck with it. Yeah. But I will tell you the first year there was a lot of – a lot of um, – you know, learning for me to do. And it was painful at times because just watching how advanced my friends were and what they were doing, it, you know, they were light years ahead of me. But the one thing I had going is I, I was fast. Yeah. So I guess that's, that's my question to you is, was it because the, the transition from baseball to lacrosse, is it because of the type of game? It, because of it's more, a little bit more fast paced? Is that something that you gravitated towards? Or was it because you went to West Tennessee, or West Tennessee and they said, we do lacrosse here, and that was kind of it? Justin, I know this sounds crazy, but like... When Has West Tennessee ever had a baseball program? They Just do kidding. now. They're rivals. They do now. When I played, in fairness, if someone was on the fence, they played lacrosse. And they, they have a great coach there now, and when yeah. someone's on the fence at West Tennessee now, it's a 50-50 flip of the coin. Wow. And, and, and West Tennessee baseball is formidable in this area, which yeah. I give a lot of yes. credit yeah. to those, those yeah. folks over there. Coach, that's so Coach uh, to, to answer Kevin your Crowell. question, though, Justin, I played lacrosse probably because of a very healthy peer pressure. Sure. My friends were playing, and I had a, wanted to play with yeah. them. I yeah. didn't want to be left out. Now, these are the days. You know, when I was growing up and going through all the way up to senior year, these were the days before that when you were playing – were you guys running into in lines of two going down West Tennessee Street in winter storms and like basically psychotic? Was yes. that you guys? So, I mean, is so, that so let me let me go from my very beginnings. That that's just learning the game and you know being shell shocked at how awesome the skills were that seventh and eighth graders and ninth graders had versus the skills that I had, which were yeah. zero when I started, right? Fast forward to, you know, my, my high school days at West Genesee. Mm -hmm. And we were coached by Mike Masser, who has the most victories ever by a high school lacrosse coach. He's in every single Hall of Fame you could imagine. Yeah, he's just well known. He's the, he's everyone the, knows. He's yeah. the standard yeah. in high school lacrosse. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was lucky enough to, to call him, you know, be able to call him coach. The thing that he did back then, and I'm not so sure it would have stuck in today's world, but discipline was number one. First and foremost, it was discipline. Yeah. And that was from the lines. Like you said, Justin, we were side by side, two lines. Our socks were pulled up. Yep. If anyone had socks that were sagging, it was addressed immediately. 
It rarely happened yeah. because there was probably they were addressed. They, they, they probably <laughs> they were there. They probably off. there was a punishment probably sure, associated with sure. that. And so everywhere we went, you know, we did things the West Genesee way. And I would say from my seventh and eighth grade year, my modified year up to my senior year, I might have lost uh, three or four games. Um, we didn't lose very much, and when we lost back then, it was big news. It was almost. Uh, it was Na- it was national news. It was crash crushing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And w- when we lost, and for the other team that beat us, this is like a Super Bowl win. Yeah, <laughs> if it was regular season or scrimmage, it didn't matter. Yeah, that set them up for life. Yeah, yeah. and there's yeah. still some of those guys today. So talk m- about many it. years later will remind me if they beat me. Now they didn't even have to win a sectional championship. They didn't even have to win a state championship. But they're going to remind me that they they beat me. You know, whenever that was going off of what you were talking about with with your lacrosse days and at West Jenny, what do you think it was that because obviously when you picked up lacrosse as a sport, you know, obviously there's growing pains that go along with that. But what do you think allowed you to not only pick up the sport as quickly as it did, but become, you know, as good as you were at it? I think any sport starts with, you know, athletes. Yeah, my my whole thing with you know, sports in general is if you have a, a a gift or you have natural athletic ability, then things like shooting a basketball, yeah, catching a football, um, hitting a baseball, um, playing lacrosse, catching and throwing with a lacrosse stick, those things can be taught and worked on through repetition. So in my mind, I was able to get through the growing pains because of my athletic ability. And then at West Genesee, because of the reps and the importance of fundamentals, you had no choice but to be very, very good at it or you were going to get cut. Sure. And this went from kids seventh grade all the way through senior. So by the and time. And the bar is so set high yeah. there that you have to, like, everyone so, knows the deal so when you're there. Good little, good little story here, Justin, just to give you an idea how important fundamentals were. Yeah that during my sophomore and junior year at West Genesee, I wanted to become so good with my left hand. I'm a dominant righty. Mm -hmm. So during one summer, I was opening up doors with my left hand. I ate with a fork and spoon with my left hand. And I did as much as I could with my left hand, okay, on top of practicing lacrosse reps with my left hand. I came back my junior year, and I remember distinctively – running down the field. I'm a natural righty, running down the field. Holding the stick in your left. And I could hear the other coach yelling to his entire team, he's all lefty, he's going left. Oh, that's fine. Wow. And that's music to my ears. Sure. Yeah. I would Not only would I put it, I would show it to them. Yeah. They would, then... over, they would overplay me, and I'd come back to my strong hand. So you can only imagine. And by the time I got to Syracuse, most of my goals in college were with my left hand to the point where I have calcium deposits in my right arm. Oh wow. From getting hit so much in my right arm because I was going left. Wow. So I was shielding my body going left and scoring that way and I was wow. getting hit in my right arm. So I can prove that I was going to my left <laughs> yeah. by the calcium deposits I have in my my right arm. But you know, at, at West Genesee, you learned fundamentals and if you didn't stick by those fundamentals, you sat the bench. Yeah. And, and it I, didn't matter who you were. And I got to tell you, Charlie, I mean, that, that story right there, I really hope, and again, we're providing information on this thing, on this on this podcast. We look forward to a lot of the guests that you're going to be bringing on, too, yeah, by absolutely. the way. Some major guests coming on here. 
But I hope there's kids out there that are listening to this, and it doesn't have to be an all-star or an Olympian or a major athlete that's just going to decide to work on their left side or their weakness, right? right? You Anyone can do this. It just depends on how bad do you want it. Right? How I mean, bad I, do you want to get better guys, and I, showcase your skills that you can do it? Well, because I, I, right, and it's it's like you said, you had no choice but to learn this, but you had to do it yourself. But uh, but I you took know? it the extra. You went the extra mile, man. Exactly. Like, I was actually eating. I couldn't write with my left hand. Yeah. But I was doing everything, opening up doors, anything that would give me more coordination, brushing my teeth. Yeah. I did yeah. I, I, everything was done for one full summer with my left. Wow. And I tell this to some people, and I think they think I'm joking, but. It, <laughs> I actually did it. Yeah. And I don't know if kids today will go to that extreme measure. Yeah. There will be some kids that the 5% will. The ones that yeah. do yeah. Right. will be, in my opinion, winners in life. Yeah. Not just in sports. Because they're going to find a way. Because they, they will go to the extreme yeah, in they're whatever they're doing right. to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that uh, that was that was something that happened. And, you know, uh, my now senior you, year at West get, Jenny, yep. senior year at West Genesee, we're number one in the country. Uh, we go undefeated. Nobody beats us. And, by a long shot, we were stacked. We had just another year. Many guys, <laughs> many guys going Division One my senior year. But just to give you an idea of where our coaches' head was, where we were as a program, even with all the accolades that we had on the team and all the wins and all the success, halfway through the season, uh, we played Fayetteville Manlius up at Coin Field, and it was one of our closest, if not the closest, game of the year. It was seven to three. And um, which Still you know, a four goal win. We, we, so we doubled them up Sweat that in, out. in yeah. a big game. And um, on our way home that night, you know, when you're on 690, coming from Syracuse University, you're on 690, and you typically go towards you know the Auburn direction, and you get off at Hinsdale Road. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's familiar with the West Side mm-hmm. or even the East Side knows where that is. But that particular night, instead of going towards Hinsdale Road and Camillus, we veered off. You're on, we, you're on the bus. We're on the bus on okay. the school bus. Heading home, and you know, some of us are actually bleeding, and we're, we're torn up pretty good because back in the day, coin field up there, the they called it turf, but yeah. it was actually concrete, and I think they spray painted, oh, spray, yeah, spray, spray painted green on the. It, it was very hard surface, and it would, it I played on you, it. it yeah, it, it would cut you up pretty like good. Like worse too. than AstroTurf, yeah, that sort of thing. It was next brutal. level. Oh, so God. it was it was a pretty rough game for all for a lot of reasons. And I noticed I was with one of my buddies, Billy Christ, and we're at, we're sitting together. And instead of going right and heading off towards Hinsdale and Camillus, we veered off left and we were going towards Fairmount. You can veer off and go towards Wegmans and Fairmount. And I noticed Some very upstate New York, central New York terms here, yeah. especially the Wegmans for anyone who and, doesn't know. <laughs> and, and so everyone started to buckle up their helmets. And, it was apparent. And so and so <laughs> oh, I man. knew right then and there what that meant because. Uh, if you're familiar and you've lived in this area or, you know, you don't even have to be on top of it, but most people are familiar with Westcott Reservoir. Huh. It's a huge, well, it used to be a reservoir in the West Hill area. and It was from, the destination to go for sledding. For sledding. Absolutely. And if you, if you know anything about winters yep. in Syracuse, yep. that Brutal. was the place. You, you have went you up. been? I haven't, no. Uh-huh. No. It's amazing. You go I, now, now they fence it off because there's been issues, but okay. yeah, kid, kids used to actually get in accidents because you'd get so much speed going down the hill because it's yeah. so big that they, mm-hmm. they would fly into the road. It, yeah. And that's West Genesee Street. Yeah. So a very popular road. So it did become a little bit of a situation. But just to give you an idea and perspective on how tall this hill is, when you get to the top of it, you feel like you can reach out yeah. and touch the nuke plants up in Oswego. <laughs> okay. So 
you're up there. You can see Canada yeah. from, from the top of the cell. <laughs> so you're, you're up there. So we, we had to get off the bus as a team, and we ran for every goal we gave up that night. We gave up three goals. And I remember the that girls were all upset. You know, they were watching what was going on, and our manager had to run it. And the one thing I remember about this Wait, night, your manager? Yeah. And he wasn't in the best. Wait, wait, wait. The manager had to run it? Yeah, I think he made it up once and down. Maybe <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, he made God. it up. What did he do? Well, he's part of the team. Well, he wasn't managing well enough, <laughs> he was part, clearly. He was part of the team. This guy. <laughs> I mean, How old was he? I, mean, I know it's cliche, and everyone's heard from the managers up through to the coaches. Yeah. But in this situation... That's really how how it was taken Jeez. at West Tennessee. So the one thing I remember about that night, and that night, I hate to age myself, was <laughs> let's just say it was about 30 years ago. Okay. Okay? And I can remember like it was 30 seconds ago because when we were coming up the hill, and I was in great shape. I mean, I really was in great shape. Let's just say some of the guys on our team weren't in great shape. Okay. And to climb this, I'll call it mountain, not a hill, yeah. You were way, going way up. And by the time we got to the top, we were instructed that we had to run down as a team. So we could run up the hill as fast as we wanted, but we had to wait for our teammates, and then we had to run down together together line. as a oh, team. Okay. Yeah. So I did my very, very best um, to get up the hill as fast as I could and, and, and get up there way ahead of my teammates because I knew once I got up there, I could rest. Yeah. Smart. And and I get up there and, and you know there was guys at that time I remember guys were crawling up the hill at the oh. end because it well, you just played a whole game and this hill was no joke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's that night? Yeah, I mean you can hang glide off this thing. It's big. Yeah. And and yeah. and so we got to the top and we did that three times, and by now there was people pulling over their cars at Washington They saw that there was a team actually running the hill, and the next day in practice. It was cold and it was rainy, and I'll never forget. Um, he told us that we thought we were way up. We were higher than we were. We all thought highly of ourselves, but in reality, we were lower than the worms in the earth. Wow. And so what we did right then and there in that practice. Yes, that will humble you yes. right there. What we did right then and there is we all bent down and we picked up mud because it was rainy. And, you know, we played on natural grass then. So yeah. there was plenty of mud around. Yeah. And we were instructed to put it on our face to remind us that that's where we were. Wow. Okay. So there was one guy on the team, and I'm not even going to mention his name. He'll know who he is if he listens to this. Didn't really want to partake in that exercise. Didn't want to put any mud on his face. And um, as a result, was called out, singled out, and for 45 minutes – he was instructed to go over to the baseball field where there was huge mud puddles. And you guys know what those look like back in the yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. And he was told that he needed to roll around in the puddle in the oh. mud for the remainder of practice. Oh, jeez. So his practice was over. That's what he did to remind <laughs> his him. His oh, practice was over. And, and, and he, that's how he was reminded how low he was. But here's the takeaway. So, so from running the hills on Westcott Reservoir to letting us know you know, basically, coach was trying to knock us down. More, sure. We'll say more than a few pegs. Yeah. So we ran mud for that practice. We were instructed we needed to wear mud the rest of the year for every practice and every game. So fast forward, we go undefeated. We, we're killing people, killing everybody, even through the states. We end up at Hofstra University. 
and were playing what they considered the game of the century, not the year, not the decade. It was number one versus number two, and at the time it was us and Ward Melville, mm-hmm. who's a huge school on Long Island. And we come out to Hofstra, which is pretty much just a concrete-laden place, and it had a nice turf back then at yeah. the time. And we come out with our bucket, and right before the game, you know, we got we got all these crazy mohawk haircuts because that was a tradition at <laughs> yeah, Washington yeah, State when you play you a state championship game. And then we start putting this mud. We start caking this mud on our face. As Ward Melville's walking onto the field, they're they're looking at us. Yeah. From upstate New York, we got these crazy haircuts and, and, and now, crazy looking and eyes. And now we got this, yeah. and the mud smelled. I mean, you guys know like that sewer smell mud? <laughs> yeah, it's, we're in Syracuse every day. The plant's right there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that going on your face before yeah. state championship football. Uh, if it's for a game. state title, I might. So we did. And I honestly can say that I think that they were a little bit like, oh, my God. I, I, that what have we sense. gotten ourselves yeah. into? Score that game, 10-5. We doubled up the team that was supposed to give us the hardest you wow. know, run. For the money, and they had great players, and we had great players. When how many? I, how many did you score that game? Um, a few. I was uh, MVP of that game, so <laughs> very humble. So that that worked out well. No big yeah. deal. Yeah, no, but that worked out well. Wow. So <laughs> I think yeah, we I haven't think, even like bre- like no, I just you know what I mean. Yeah, it's one of those stories where you're like your mouth is kind of on so the floor, guys, the, it has the jaws on the so floor. I was just gonna guys, say that, guys. Just yeah. so you know, I got. Really, I got in a lot of trouble, even my senior year. Okay, at West Jenny. I mean, I'm talking lacrosse wise. I, re- I got yeah. disciplined. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Major times, many times, where I was getting yelled at so much. You know, one day my mom was supposed to pick me up for middle of practice to bring me to an ortho or dentist appointment, and she got out of her car. She was walking over to the field to get me, and I was getting yelled at so much by the coach. She literally turned around, got in her car, and went home. Oh, I didn't go to the appointment that day. Those are the types of things where it just, he was locked in on you so much. It didn't matter who you were, what your status, how yeah. important you were. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah. it was it was that type of mentality and environment. Building a team. It was, it was next Building level. Building a culture. Yeah, it's next level. Really? Yeah. That's what I mean. I mean Building a like, culture. Yeah. Building I, I a will team. say most of us players probably at times wanted to either quit yeah. or let's just say we weren't big fans of our coach sure. when we were immature punks, yeah, kids. But now... And then you're raising we, a trophy at the end of the year, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, that is right. huge, you know? but when you grow older... You appreciate you that. You get through college, and yep. then you get married, and then yep. you have kids and all yep. that stuff. You look back on that, and you wish you had had more guys like that, more teachers, yeah. more females, more males in your life like that. Yeah. Because... They really don't make them like that in the year 2023. Yeah, they no. don't because of the situation we're in with I was, our society I was just gonna, and things like that. Sure. I was just going to go a step further and just say, I don't know some of the kids that wanted to quit while that was happening. I would say today they are quitting. They are quitting. They're Probably. walking off the field. Getting attorneys. Yeah. Yes. Their parents <laughs> yes. are supporting them. Yes. Back in the day when I and got in trouble. The coaches are not being supported. Justin Casey, when I got in trouble yeah. back in the day, my parents defaulted to the superior, to the coach, well, yeah. to the teacher. Yeah. And they were on their side and there was no questions. That's how it was back well, then. Well, so the interesting thing is, and I, you know, I, I've had a wide variety of coaches that I've grown up playing under. Um, and the interesting thing is, you know, some of them are, are harder on you than others. 
But then, you know, there, I, I've found that there are sometimes when even those co and I'm sure you mm-hmm. figured the same thing, but there's coaches that are harder on you and you, you know, you respect them for different reasons than the other coach that's hard on you because it's hard to explain almost, but I, I wonder, did you kind of experience that with, with your high school coach where you knew he was hard on you and you knew he would get on you, but there was something about the way that he did it, the way, and also not only that, but the success that you had I, that made it kind of make sense. I'd be if I didn't tell you that um, I was also a huge basketball player yeah. and fan of basketball, that during my first two years at West Tennessee as a sophomore and a junior in particular, there was times where I actually had discussions with my parents about stopping lacrosse to play just, basketball, just to focus on basketball. Oh wow! Yes, because you know some guys that he probably, looking back on it now, that he cared for. You know, I had a teacher a long time ago tell me it was a phys ed teacher, Joe Carruthers, and uh, I really appreciated him saying this because it stuck with me yeah. for many years. He told me he said, "Charlie, the day that I stop yelling at you, that is the day you should be very concerned." Mm. And it has stuck wow. with me forever because, and I just got goosebumps even just thinking about it. And I believe that because I, I think that people, mentors and teachers that care about kids, they care about them so deeply that it sometimes hurts. Mm. Yeah. And they go out of their way and they're passionate about how they want to teach you. And sometimes, like Casey said, that can be, that can be teaching hard. It can be tough love. It can be whatever you want yeah. to call it. Yeah, absolutely. But looking back on it, I know that he was doing it for my betterment, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you, as a young kid that was impressionable and you know, maybe even intimidated yeah. by this guy, which a lot of us were. Yeah, sure. I thought about maybe I should just play basketball. Now I'm glad I stuck it out. Yeah, but I would say most of the guys on those teams that I played on were definitely intimidated um, by our coach. Yeah, respected him, and usually the outcome was favorable for us. Sure, wins and losses. So this is uh, unbelievable stuff, and yeah. it's almost turning into a, now a ten-part mini docu series. Because we just Lockwood we didn't even broach or talk about college yet. Right, how exactly. You're for the U.S., you know, the USA team and and professional, all those things. So why don't we we can cut this here? Yeah, good idea. Right? We can mm-hmm. cut it here. We got a little snippet of your time in high school and and everything else there. Then the next episode, which would be next week, talk college. every Monday, every right? Monday, every That's Monday, right. it'll be next week, Moto, the week after that. we'll talk about that. college, you know, your experiences there and uh, everything you learned, you know, being there and, and the history of the, of the Syracuse lacrosse program, which is everyone knows what that is. Yeah. So we can get into that. And then after that, we can talk about uh, professional and, and all those things. So, Sounds good. How's yeah. that sound? They're awesome. All right. Yeah. So with that being said, that's episode one. Episode right? one. Yeah, there's only it's only up from here. So you can only go so up from so here. You know, yeah. and I'll say this uh, when we get to our next thing. Yeah, I have a story that'll blow your mind away about West Tennessee. What a and, teaser! It, it, no, okay, he's done this before. No, no I can. I think a lot of them. This one's, gonna, this one's right up there. This one's right up there. So, okay, all right. You guys hear Can't it? wait. Here, we'll cotton. I'll just tell you right now. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're going to close well, this out? you guys have to tune in to hear that. We'll hear it now, and then you'll Ma- hear it later. And obviously, okay. make sure you subscribe to the Absolutely. channel, Top 100 yep. Sports Network, here and, uh, on YouTube. So yeah, thanks follow for us in. on all of our social medias as well. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, so you can get plenty of us or less of us, whatever you want, either and, one. We'll, 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 see see next, we'll see all you guys back here at and, Studio 22. Next <laughs> next episode Wednesday with uh, – we're not going to let – We'll let – they'll, they'll find out soon. Okay. They'll find out soon. Next but we've got another Friday. podcast coming Wednesday. And then Friday, and then after that, it's every week. So right. thanks uh, for make tuning sure you in. Tune in.